Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. In the last podcast, I mentioned the effects of what Dr. Saul and his colleagues at MIT called the toxic five factors, creating the lowest reviews of work cultures in glass door reviews. These were being respectful to reps, treating them like a number, not listening to their ideas or using words or behaviors that devalue a person like, why were you so stupid or will you ever? Non-inclusive, clicks, favoritism, people feeling left out, cronyism in promotions. And in the surveys I've done with salespeople, they play favorites often comes up. Unethical. Illegal activities, dishonesty towards customers or between reps or between reps in the service team or other departments. Cutthroat. Intentional acts to make others look bad and to bring them down. Individual strategies to gain over others and to get them fired or demoted. Abusive. Shouting, yelling at others, threatening. I guess it could have hitting in there, but surely that doesn't happen. As a consequence, these behaviors do not build people or create an engaged culture of sales reps wanting to give extra effort, except for those individuals who enjoy a type of anything-goes culture, a culture where everyone wants to get what they can from it no matter the moral or behavioral method employed. People who value respecting others, customer service, fairness, ethics, kindness, and self-control leave to work elsewhere. This resulting morality vacuum has its origins in the company's leaders and their values and beliefs and in what they're willing to admonish, correct, and regulate and hire. They, by their example, whether by action or inaction, create the often sociopathic attitudes which form the fraudulence we have seen displayed by corporations like Enron and Wells Fargo. Also, a large company, basically moral as a whole, can have disparate parts get away from it as a rogue division, market area, or store. The toxic culture present there continues and undermines a company's brand in that area until the resulting turnover Customer escalations, lawsuits, and employee theft create the necessary managerial correction and attention. Now, for the rest of this podcast, let's spend our time constructing the values and beliefs of a great sales organization, one with high sales and incomes for its people, and one with a five-star customer service, loyalty, repeat business, and high referrals. To do this, I want you to embrace the magnificent and transformative five, five values and beliefs that drive the sales systems of outstanding sales cultures. And these values and their underlying beliefs oppose the toxic five. Number one, respect for the individual. Number two, inclusivity and fairness for all. Three, ethical and honest practices. Four, people development. And five, kind and direct clarity. First of all, while it's important to note that an entire podcast or books or several books could be written for each of these, for the sake of brevity and time, I will provide a definition and a few examples of each in action. In no particular priority, number one is the respect for the individual. Wikipedia has an interesting other term 
respect for persons, which is the concept that all people deserve the right to fully exercise their autonomy. People are different. They have different ways of seeing things, and while we can differ with them, when we seek to understand them prior to directing, advising, or correcting them, we show we value their opinion and, therefore, respect what they say or believe. What this means to leading or selling to people is we ask questions and listen first before coaching or selling them, and then we listen for feedback afterwards as well. Then we've respected their ideas, their concerns, their thoughts, and our communications. Having an open mind shows respect. It shows we value the person and that we respect the differences of opinions. And we also respect that they might have ideas that would help. Customers will appreciate this. The reps you lead will appreciate this. And the children you parent will as well. Other forms of respect, including saying thank you with sincerity and seeking to know if their sales and income goals might be higher than what you want for them as a company requirement. In other words, quota, that's important. It shows respect. It shows you want a goal that is important for them. And then finally, micromanagement removes autonomy from the individual and disrespects them as a capable person. Which brings us to the second magnificent and transformative value, inclusivity and fairness for all. According to Cornell University, fairness in the workplace refers to an aspect of organizational justice with regards to both process and outcome impartiality. Now think about this. Process and outcome impartiality as much as possible. And while responding to customers' needs and questions, Everyone follows the company's sales process. And if we're going to include respect for the individual, this rep can give us feedback regarding its design and effectiveness. Inclusivity also implies partnerships with customers and reps. It provides equal access to status and belonging and removes cronyism and the appointments of leaders without a proper examination of their qualifications and competence. In a great and long-lasting culture, each person is disciplined to the same set of rules, and no one receives an unwarranted and unearned advantage. An inclusive and fair work culture will also lead to people, even new salespeople, feeling that they belong and that they are valued as a member of their team. Which brings us to number three, ethical and honest practices. We would think that this value would be believed and followed by all. It seems like common sense. Who wants family members or those on a sales team to lie to each other or to lie to those whom they serve and sell? Yet, do you know what is the number one answer I receive to this question? What's the first thing you think of when you hear the word salesperson? Liar or dishonest. And that's the answer I receive when I ask it of salespeople. Why does the sales profession have such a bad brand even among its members? Why do its reps think so little of their role? Because of thousands of daily and dishonest interactions with sales reps in their daily lives. Integrity actually has a broader meaning than honesty. In sales, it means honesty in what we say, but it also means listening to needs, presenting solutions to needs, and following up after a sale to make sure the customer's needs are met. 
And sales leadership, it means fairness. It means disciplining top reps and lower tier producers to the same set of rules. It means saying what you do and doing what you say. It means customers, reps, and the people back home trust you and depend upon you because you will only present or support what you believe to be the truth. Remember this, sociopaths whom are clinical or subclinical are on the increase in our societies and businesses. So trust people, but verify what they say and do and make a stand for ethical and honest practices. Protect yourself and your company and your home from those who scheme ways to take from you and others. Number four, people development. A person can get better. They can improve. The leaders of outstanding sports teams, sales teams, or families believe in the possible transformation of those they lead, and they believe in their capacity for new habits leading to successful outcomes. When this value and belief is present at home, we invest in our children. When it is present in business, we invest our money and time in training and coaching. I often found that those leaders who see unrealized potential in others also see it in themselves. Because of this, the best in sales leadership put themselves into various transformative, disciplining venues, like exercise routines, spiritual disciplines, better food choices, and sales and leadership training. They listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, and read books to help them change and to help them get better. As a matter of fact, the number one word I hear them use is better, getting better, being better through better self-control, better behaviors, and better attitudes. When faced with this type of leader, people who want to get better find that in a multitude of ways that the mantra, they have what it takes, gets reinforced around them. And while the road to improvement may be jagged for a young son, daughter, or a sales rep, strong parents and sales leaders continue to believe for an appropriate amount of time. Finally, kind and direct clarity. Years ago, I developed a process I called Clear Talk. It was to be used for constructive feedback between a leader and someone being led. When I taught this to leaders, I told them that a Clear Talk session means being kind and direct. Some people are kind and not direct. Others are direct, but not kind. When having a clear talk session, have the courage or respect necessary to communicate openly and honestly. Be kind and direct. Challenge with facts in all directions. State the change you want or the information you need to share. Tell the truth as you understand it. Tell the effect on the business, you, them, or others. Maintain an open mind, listen to reactions, feelings, and opinions. Seek to understand and reach consensus and end by expressing appreciation in them. Those are the clear talk rules, and I've been told by young leaders this has been one of the most important tools they've received from my coach, The Best Training. One more thing. Kind and direct clarity also means being clear about standards and expectations of individuals and the team. This is a form of assertiveness and specificity that leads to the performance and tapestry of behaviors that inspire and cause great 
sales cultures. If you think about the magnificent and transformative five, if you think about these five values and beliefs that drive the sales systems of outstanding sales cultures or work cultures, you will find them in opposition to the toxic five. And if you are the right person, you will make them and mold them into your character and the character of the individuals and teams you lead. This will cause high retention of the right people to engaged people, to satisfied people, and to amazing sales results and customer loyalty. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.